both Entertainment Weekly and Playbill reporter that a musical stage production of Green Acres is in the works with an eye toward bringing the production to the Broadway stage. With that in mind, we thought we would journey back to Hooterville along with our friend Greg Airbar as part of our DVD report. Greg, of course, covers music, film, and TV releases for CartoonResearch.com, AnimationScoop.com, LeonardMalton.com, GregAirbar.com. Greg, what do you have for us tonight? Ed, perhaps one of television's most important monumental programs, the reason that television was probably invented, the reason that the light of the cathode ray tube first struck the glass that lit it so that America could see itself, could see the insight, could reach down into its heart, into its soul, could laugh, could cry, could know a joy, a laughter, a tear, the wonder of madness, the wonder of discovery, the wonder of Green Acres. Farm living is the life for me. New York is where I'd rather stay. Yes. What I want to know is why was Oliver bouncing up and down when he was on that tractor in his suit? Because in the moment as an actor, Eddie Albert felt that was right. I don't know. <laughs> I could never figure was it was it shock absorbers? Was he just was he just so happy? He was bouncing for joy yeah. or yeah. unfortunately Eddie Albert's not around Dick Bear, Richard Bear who directed all six seasons, every episode of all six seasons of of Green Acres, and he was very proud of that. That was one of the many things he was particularly proud of, of in his TV career. Green Acres is a brilliant, brilliant show, and I am not being facetious. I was being facetious before, but Green Acres is the closest American television has ever come to Monty Python or uh, Faulty Towers or The Goon Show or any of the surreal British nonsense, but yet extraordinarily sharp did you realize what they just did kind of television that's that's been especially considering when they did it maybe they knew they were doing it maybe they didn't but green acres was delightfully dumb reveled in its dumbness but occasionally brilliant and now we can have every episode and we have to thank our good friends at chat factory for finally making it possible it was a paul henning show and yet it wasn't that's correct. And not to diminish Paul Henning's shows, because I love them. I mean, Petticoat Junction is a wonderful, warm, almost Disney-like show. And Beverly Hillbillies is is probably the, the, the ultimate in Paul Henning shows, because it was the huge hit of the 60s. It was the, the what everything else turned on. It was just such a smash. But Green Acres, uh, in a way, is, in a way, its image is, is, sometimes not considered properly because of Paul Henning's association, because people think of Green Acres as just another uh, country comedy, and it's not Beverly Hillbillies, it's not Petticoat Junction, it, it's not as straightforward as those shows. I mean, Beverly Hillbillies was a farce and could get that way, but Green Acres is sheer delightful madness. It's Lewis Carroll, it, it's uh, Edward Lear. And I'm thinking aloud here, which is always a dangerous thing. But Green Acres is sort of the inverse of Beverly Hillbillies in the sense that you had the Clampets um, who unapologetically carried their old, superstitious, Ozark ways 
in modern day, then modern day Beverly Hills. And that was sort of, that was the contrast. You have the contrast of Granny doing her old school brew and Ellie with her critters and Jethro doing whatever silly thing Jethro was doing, contrasting that with Mr. Drysdale doing whatever he could to keep Jed Clampett's money in his bank. So you have these two bits of craziness in the quote-unquote real world of Beverly Hills, and you have Jed Clampett, who's the only sane person in the bunch. Now contrast that with Green Acres, which is an alternate universe in every sense of the word. Lisa Douglas fits in perfectly. Oliver is sort of the square. So it's in, in that respect, it's the opposite of Beverly Hillbillies. That's true uh, on one level. But see, the genius of Green Acres is that it has many, many levels. <laughs> um, if, if, if that were all there were, then after, I think it was six months that Lisa gave Oliver before she'd go back to New York, that's where it would have ended. Yeah. Um, and that would have been the whole story. And as a kid, I thought that it was kind of ridiculous because I didn't get it as a kid. I just thought the show was kind of dumb. Um because I, I didn't have the worldly sophistication that you now know me as, yes. uh, you know, the ball vivant that I am. You know, I didn't have the four years of college that it took to get Green Acres. And more, and more importantly, you hadn't had a chance to watch it on Nick at Night, where it really found its footing in the, in the late right. 80s, early 1990s. And we've, we've, we've talked about cable networks who mock shows from quote-unquote, old shows. True. And I understand why, because it's hipster people feeling they need to show that they're cooler than the audiences back then, and so they, they, they tend to mock these shows. But with, with Nick at Night, it sort, Nick, Nick at Night sort of took a warped approach, but with Green Acres, it fit in with that approach. Green Acres did it to itself, though, whereas like uh, Nick at Night did it with Donna Reed, and that was brilliant because... You could watch Donna Reed because you love Donna Reed or you could watch Donna Reed to make fun of Donna Reed, which in hindsight probably wasn't nice to the Donna Reed show because the Donna Reed show doesn't deserve it. Um, if you actually watch the Donna Reed show, which has become sort of the adjective for, you know, the, uh, just like just like Mrs. Cleaver with the, the, the pearls and the, and, you know, vacuuming and the dad in the suit. Whereas if you actually just watch footage from the 50s of people at Disneyland, that's the way people actually dressed. But people look at those shows as false. And while they are fiction, they're not as false as they necessarily get razzed for. And Nick at Night kind of made mockeries of those shows in a much, much more snide way than they did Green Acres. Green Acres wanted you to. Green Acres had there were there was no holds barred for Green Acres, that was the beauty of it. Nobody was safe on that show. And it, it was that way from almost from the get-go. It's so funny because it started as a radio show in 1950 with Gail Gordon and B. Benadera. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, it was called Grand B's Green Acres, ah. and there's about five or six episodes ah. that you can download on MP3s off the radio. And it was a standard radio show, and it was Jay Summers, um, Dick Chevalier, who... Uh, who worked on the, uh, the TV version. It was their show, and it was the exact same plot. It was, it, it, except that um, Ev was a uh, parley bear, and he was, so he wasn't a goofy young guy. And um, they had a, a teenage daughter. It was a much more straightforward, middle America radio show, sitcom. And, and, the, and the weirdest thing is that Hank Kimball is this sort of leading band type 
who the teenage daughter likes <laughs> and is sort of like a boyfriend for her. You know, not at all like Ralph and, 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 and Hanky. You know, so it's it's that's what's weird. But but the you know the show is just your standard kind of thing. It's it's nothing like that. But what happened with Green Acres was really unique. Paul Henning has so, had so much clout with CBS that they had a they had a spot to fill, and they said you can have anything you want in there without a pilot. So they literally just made the show based on this thing and got to do whatever they wanted. And I almost get the feeling, and this is total conjecture, but you almost get the feeling that they did anything they wanted. And so I would say 87% of Green Acres is pretty straightforward, silly comedy, but 13% of Green Acres is subversive, borderline, I can't believe they just said that <laughs> joke. I can't believe the reference they just made. I cannot imagine that that got past the censors. I can't believe this was on during the family hour. I am, I am astonished that, you know, I have to run this back, you know, kind of thing. But, it, but they did it so sparingly sometimes that you didn't catch it. Um, and it isn't like there weren't little wink winks in, in sitcoms here and there. You know, that happened. But it happened consistently on Green Acres, even up to the last season. There was wildly sophisticated uh, references sometimes in the shows. There was an episode where, and, and you can actually go on YouTube where people have pulled these out. There's a an, an episode where Arnold, they're trying to check Arnold. In. My, I love the episode where Oliver isn't frustrated, where Arl, Oliver is in on the joke. It's sort of like those few episodes where Dr. Bellows is watching somebody else go yes. through the torture of yes. Major Nelson. Yes. Like the one, my favorite, one of my favorites is when Paul Lind is the uh, Internal Revenue Service agent. Yeah. yeah. And he's and Dr. Bellows is loving seeing someone else go through the agony. Yeah. There's one where they they check into a hotel with Arnold the pig, and you know they're making a a blistering civil rights statement <laughs> about about the fact that a pig cannot check into this hotel. You know, I mean, that's exactly what Elise is saying. Well, he's just like everyone. You know, I mean, it is absolutely obvious what they're doing here. Those things come up constantly. There's another episode where Eb talks about, Eb says downright nasty things to Oliver. Downright rotten things. I mean, cutting things. It never gets fired. I mean, he's supposed to be this just silly goofball guy, but he says, he says these things to him. And that's, that goes back long ways away, too, with, with vaudeville, too. You know, the employee who says wacky things to the boss. But, I mean, he'll say things, something like, how, how stupid do you think I am? And he'll be like, well, the data isn't in yet. We haven't, you know, the measurements haven't come in. Or, you know, I mean, there are so many of those kind of things. We haven't established the depths of it. But there's one where he talks about, you know, those leg irons that you put me in the other day. <laughs> you know, and he mentions the leg irons. And that's a throwaway gag, and, you know, the laugh track laughs, but Oliver didn't doesn't deny the leg irons. Now, usually when somebody makes an outrageous claim to him, he always says, I never did, and he never finishes a sentence. He always goes, I never. Well, in the case of the leg irons, he doesn't deny it. Yeah. And then later, Lisa mentions the leg irons, and then Mr. Drucker mentions the leg irons, because everyone in Hooterville knows all their business and somehow has, like, surveillance on their house because the show is totally meta. Everybody knows everything because the show's phony. So everybody knows everything because it's not real. So Lisa will mispronounce something, and then throughout the show, everyone else will mispronounce the same exact thing. 
which is it's so much like a goon show, you know, or Monty <laughs> Python. So, so with the leg irons, emphasize he's leaving and he's packing his stuff and he packs a pair of leg irons. <laughs> so is this, does he really sadistically put him in these things? No, it's just a gag. But on the other hand, what kind of gag is that? But it's not really, it's just a joke. But on the other hand, what kind of joke? You know, but nobody took it seriously because Green Acres is just this dumb show. Greg Airbar is with us as we take a look at Green Acres, which is available in its entirety through our friends at Shout Factory. To hear the rest of this conversation, check out our archives page at shop.tvconfidential.net. One more item, if you find yourself working from home these days, and let's face it, we're all working from home these days, and are looking for a simple way to operate your business by phone, you might want to check out Grasshopper. Grasshopper, the new virtual phone system designed specifically for entrepreneurs. Grasshopper works like a traditional phone system without any of the hassle. That's because you don't have to buy any hardware or install any software. Everything is done virtually. You can manage it online or by phone. That means callers can reach you wherever you are, any time of the day, on your cell phone. Check out trygrasshopper.com forward slash TV Confidential to check out how it works. With Grasshopper, you will sound more professional. You can run your business from anywhere while keeping your work life and your family life separate. Go to trygrasshopper.com forward slash TV Confidential and save $50 on your first order. You get a toll-free or local number for your business with multiple extensions. You can set up each extension with custom call forwarding to any phone in the world, as well as send or receive text messages from your business number. Get voicemails emailed to you as audio attachments and a whole lot more. Plans start as low as 12 bucks a month, and there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. Go to trygrasshopper.com forward slash TV Confidential and save $50 on your first order. That's trygrasshopper.com forward slash TV Confidential. Trygrasshopper.com forward slash TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash TV Confidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.